I'm Maciel Bovadilla. I'm Justina Martino. And this is Converge. From Verge Center for the Arts. Hey, Maciel. Hey, Justina. Are you excited to get season two of Converge started? Remind me what that is again. It's a podcast we host featuring conversations about art with Sacramento regional artists, art professionals, and art enthusiasts presented by Verge Center for the Arts. You know, Verge, the contemporary art center we both work at in Sacramento, California. Does that ring a bell? Ah, I remember. And yes, I am excited. (laughs) It's been over a month since we last released an episode, and I'm craving some more conversations about art. Me too. In this episode, our friend and Verge board member, Sarah Barkawi, flipped the script and interviewed us about who we are, why we do what we do, and even what we think about each other. It's about to get real. We also talk about what community means to us, reflect on art communities we've inhabited, and we discuss our hopes for this season. Full disclosure, this was planned to be a mini episode, but we apparently had a lot to say, so now it's just a normal length episode. Dear listeners, we hope you enjoy it. What do you say, Maciel? Shall we get started? Let's start the show. Today, we're, we're doing something a little different. We're having a mini episode to get into season two, which is going to be all about art communities. Yay. 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 So I'm, I'm here. I'm Justina. And we're also here with my lovely co-host, Maciel, and one of our lovely, to use lovely again, board members, Sarah. Hi. I mean, you can use lovely as often as it applies. I think we're all lovely. Yes. We're, we're, (laughs) it's appropriate. we're, We're a lovely crew. So what are we doing today? Um, so I figured since we spent so much time interviewing other folks and, and introducing new, new ideas and new faces, um, via this podcast, uh, that there was a really glaring hole in my opinion, which is that, you know, people don't know who you and I are, Justina, like we know who each other are because we talk all the time, but people might be listening and wondering like, who are these two ladies? We don't know them. Why, do, why are we listening to them? Um, so to kind of kick off our new, our new season of the podcast, I thought we would do a little, little mini episode to just introduce ourselves and give a little bit more context about who we are and, and why you're listening to our voices right now. And it means I get to play host Yay. for a minute. Yay. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> she can be the host for this episode. Yeah. So the table's turned. Welcome, everybody, to Converge. <laughs> The coolest podcast in Sacramento. Hooray! I I hope that's true. (laughs) Never say that. So that's good. Yeah, run by the dopest women in Sacramento. They're so cool. (laughs) We we certainly try. (laughs) I can keep going. Should I keep going? I don't know if we take compliments well. We're very. No, we're, I can see it. My, we're mildly shutting, shutting down. Yeah, <laughs> we're shutting down. No one could see me because they're listening, but I'm just like. And that's a wrap. That's the end of the of episode. My face. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for listening in. Don't look at me. Well, I, I, I feel like this will be a good um, experience for us because now we're in the hot seat, and I feel nervous. So. <laughs> I think it's good to know, to be empathetic for the people that we interview, to also yeah. be interviewed. Yeah, totally. And we, um, we, we have to learn how to 
take compliments just yeah. apparently with a huge deficit on our end. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm getting better, I think, but yeah. it's not great. Maybe All right. Us. Well, I'm just going to take the reins if that's cool. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. So Justina and Maciel, um, how long have you guys been working together? Uh, you, you were at Verge before me, Justina. So we've worked together as long as I've been there, which is, it'll be three years in April. I know. <laughs> and why don't you each kind of introduce your, your roles at Verge? Okay. Uh, you want to go first, Justina, since you got a shiny new role? Sure. So my role has changed over the four years I've worked at Verge. I started as a gallery assistant, um, which meant that I sat at the front desk and got to talk to people about the art that was in the gallery and did some other administrative stuff. And then I leveled up and became the public programs coordinator. I started helping out with Sack Open Studios, which is our big community program that we put on every year. It's an open studio tour. It's awesome. And working with Maciel on special events. So I got to spend more time with Maciel and get to know her, which was really great. And now I have a new role that I just started. And it's a new role to Verge. It's called the Public Engagement and Outreach Manager. <laughs> Yay, awesome. Like, congratulations. Thank you. I was like, um, what is my new role called? It's kind of a <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> but awesome. it really speaks to what I've been doing at Verge because I do a lot of work at Verge that has to do with engaging the public. And it's not all necessarily programs. Like some of it is this podcast. Uh, yeah. The public through this. It, some of it's through social media. Some of it is through like exhibition related programs. So I really feel like this title aligns with what I do and I'm really excited to, to work more with the public and do more outreach in the communities of Sacramento. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I do a lot of different things at Verge, which is really great for me because I get, if I'm doing one thing for too long, I get bored and uh, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really nice that at Verge I get to do all sorts of things and it really keeps me on my toes and inspired which I love. That's awesome. And I wanted That's to great. mention when Maciel started working at Verge she sat at the desk ne next to me and it, I just felt like it was immediate um, like we had an immediate connection I always felt like I could just talk to you I could always we joked around about um, Star Trek and we would say Star Trek lines. We still say <laughs> Star Trek lines. <laughs> We're proving how, how just how cool we are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How we bond over Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a great show. Yeah, and I always can't, joke can't that, say enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I always joke that Maciel is like, um, you know, like 70% internet or something. So whenever I have had an internet question and I, you know, we sat literally like three feet from each other. So I just roll over to her desk and be like, fix this. <laughs> With her laptop. <laughs> How do I do this? Can you she was your IT? Yeah. yeah, she was my IT That's person. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of sad that I can't have that anymore now that we're virtual, but now we have the podcast. So it's all yeah. cool. And we'll get it back. You have that to look forward to once yeah. we, once that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'll text Changes. support. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Funnily enough, my job at Verge is not IT. <laughs> um, I am the uh, development manager at Verge, which means I get to 
bring in all the money. Uh, I help with our, 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 when our membership program, um, our big uh, fundraisers, our spring fundraiser and our annual art auction in the fall. Um, I am pulling all those strings in the shadows and making that happen. I, what else do I do? Uh, I do this podcast. Um, and then I, I'm really bummed out because we were just kind of getting this, this new feature, this really fun feature at Verge off the ground before COVID hit, which was to plan these, these exciting art-based tours. Um, and I'm, I'm getting, you know how Instagram gives you those like memory posts? Yeah. It's starting to give me those from last February when we were planning our, um, our trip down to Los Angeles to visit the art fairs. And that was my last, apparently, my last hurrah out in the world before COVID shut everything down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so one of the, my, my, I guess, you know, like, like Justina said, I think that's, that's one of the things that's great about working at Bridge is that because we are such a small team, we do everything. So mm-hmm. we have, we wear a bunch of hats and we try it all and, and we are creative problem solvers by, by necessity, but that keeps you on your toes. And um, I also get really bummed out when I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I think it's, it's fun that we work at a place that creativity is held in such high regard, because I think mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, both of us really, really need in, in our jobs. And thankfully we have that right now. So yeah, that's awesome. So um, when you think about Verge and just the impact of, that Verge has on the community, um, and then when you think about kind of the Sacramento, the Sacramento scene and the Sacramento arts community, what makes you the most proud to work for Verge? I actually, I had a really adorable moment uh, in quarantine, actually, where I had to go I had to mail a bunch of stuff because we, we had started this new program where we were sending little little art kits out. And so I had to go to uh, um, Office Max to ship off a bunch of stuff. And the girl who was helping me at the counter, she was really sweet, really young, maybe 19, 20 years old. And she was just, you know, making casual conversation with me about what I was, what I was shipping that day and where I work. And I, I told her I worked at Verge. And she, like her eyes lit up and she treated me like I was a movie star. She's like, oh my God, you work at Verge? I love it there. That's my dream job. And so she, she's like a young art student at Sac State and she was telling me about her, her watercolors. And then she, one of her other coworkers came up and she's like, oh my God, she works at Verge. And I, I was like, I didn't know this was a thing that like, that so if cool. I tell people that's where I work, that people will yeah. gush over me. So just that's awesome. very much like just earlier in this podcast. Like places. <laughs> Yeah. Like I work at Verge and they'll be like, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it was just very serendipitous that I happened to have my, you know, interaction that day was with a young art student, but just, I'd never had that in any job that I've had before where I just tell someone very, very casually that I, where I work and where I get that kind of reaction. So after that, I I went, went back home because I was working from home at that point. And I I was just like, oh, no, I work at Verge, and that means something yeah, to someone. So totally. it, was really, it was a really sweet moment, and um, yeah, just just knowing that there are people, uh, like young people especially, who who value that kind of uh, institute and that you know, yeah, that's that awesome. resource in their community. That's yeah. awesome, Justina. What are you most proud of? Well, Marcel brought up young people. I think one of the things that makes me most proud about working at Verge is the sheer range of people that walk in through the doors at Verge and experience a giddiness over art. 
you know, I see little kids like Girl Scouts come in and do pottery to get their Girl Scout pottery badge. And, you know, then they'll go look at the art in the exhibit and talk about it like little kids talking about art and getting excited about it. And then you see people in their seventies and eighties, even, you know, coming in and getting excited about talking about the art with me. I think one of my favorite things about working at Verge is when I did get to sit at the front desk and I would just hang out with visitors in the gallery and talk to them about the art because we often show work from artists in the region a lot of people that come in have personal experiences with that art. They, they have told me, oh, I've actually, I studied with this artist years ago and it's so amazing to see their work again. Or I was best friends with this artist and this is like being with them. Um, so yeah, just seeing people from so many different ages and, and backgrounds experiencing joy through the art and the art experiences that we have at Verge is just so awesome. And before I worked at Verge, I witnessed that too, just going into Verge and I just want to be part of it. You know, I would just go to every mm -hmm. opening and even though I am kind of shy in those situ situations, I'm getting better now. Um, but I would make sure to say hi to Verge staff members <laughs> that I knew because I wanted to be involved and I wanted to work at Verge. So I, 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 you know, was so scared and nervous, but I made sure to go up and tell them what I liked about the exhibit. And it was just such a cool um, energy at Verge. Okay. So Sacramento art scene, you know, I think we could all, we could all spend a lot of time just talking about the uniqueness and, you know, the people and the art and what's come from here. But what do you, what do you guys think sets the Sacramento art scene apart from other art scenes? I mean, I, I feel like I'm in kind of a unique position uh, working in development because mm -hmm. I I'm I see so much on the back end. Mm -hmm. um, so like for for the art auction for Big Day of Giving, I see I see who's bidding and who's buying on stuff and who's donating. Yeah, right. And one of the things that I find so just endearing and and lovely is that I see artists supporting other artists in mm -hmm. really small ways sometimes or sometimes really big ways they're they're each other's biggest fans and i have i haven't really seen that in other spaces um and i so, some of the, some people will try to uh not knowing that because i i so much of development is very like data heavy. I can see, you know, full transactions mm -hmm. for, for people who donate to Verge and people will try to be sly and donate anonymously, not knowing that I, I, I can still see yeah. that they're not anonymous. Right. Um, but it's just, it's, that's kind of one of the things that's very, um, I don't know if it's unique, but it is definitely a, a, you know, a signature part of the Sacramento art scene is that there, there is so much, nurturing and support within mm -hmm. the community supporting others by by donating to verge donating to other arts organizations buying art or just just being fans of each other i think that's totally really, really wonderful um, i love that that was your answer because that would have been mine if i was asking <laughs> that question honestly i mean i just feel like um from the creative community in general um mm -hmm. we have such a group of collaborators and such a group of enthusiasts that just want to help uplift um, that may not be everyone's experience, but that's been my experience. And that's what I've observed is just that Sacramento is so hungry to uh, encourage and elevate and lift up each other and figure out how to collaborate, even if you're doing the same thing, 
let's yeah. do it together. Let's do it bigger, you know? So yeah. It, and if you, like you, someone has a new initiative, we're going to high five it and boost it yeah. on our social media channels. We're going to tell our friends, even if we yeah. might not have an, like an, a specific project or Avenue that requires collaboration. If we see someone who does, we'll be like, Hey, you need to meet X, Y, and Z who's working. Right. On exactly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, and that, you know, like you said, that might not necessarily be the case across the board for everybody, but right. more often than not, it is a, a very nurturing environment. You don't see the same kind of competitive divisiveness mm-hmm. that, you know, someone else's win isn't taking anything from you. Yes, exactly. Everyone, everyone benefits from supporting everybody yes. else. So I think you gave also an answer that I would give, but I feel like now that you've given that answer, which is, <laughs> I totally agree with everything that you said, I w- I'm going to dig a bit deeper and say why I think that is so. Okay, yes, do it. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I've lived in other cities, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, New York, Um, I lived in Manhattan and Brooklyn and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And all of those cities have amazing artistic resources and lots of arts opportunities. Also, lots of people going there for the arts, maybe not as much Pittsburgh, but New York and Providence, definitely. And also those places have a lot of academic institutions and arts institutions. So arts, there's a more professionalized presence of arts there. And my experience, I was also younger then and, and, and shyer then than I am now, but I always kind of felt like an outsider and like I was looking into these, the art world in those places. And when I moved to Sacramento, I started saying hi to artists and like I mentioned before, making sure I talked to the people that worked at Verge because I wanted to get involved. Everyone was just so friendly to me and just open and treated me like a real person and not like, who are you? Like trying to mm-hmm. be in my cool art group you know I think that the there's not many arts institutions in Sacramento and there's definitely pros and cons to that but I think one of the pros is that it's fostered this sort of DIY uh, scrappy arts community culture that people look out for one another and they lift each other up and they support each other because there isn't some institution that's doing that for them or like a, a big structure that's in place for supporting the, the arts here. That's um, interesting. So I think that's one of the things at first I, when I first came to Sacramento, I was like, Oh, there's not like a big contemporary art museum here. That's lame. But, <laughs> but then the, the longer I'm here, the more I appreciate that, you know, I mean, it would be cool to have a big contemporary art museum. Totally. But I I appreciate, I I love Sacramento for what it is. And I think that we have a thriving arts community and it's unique. Yeah, I think you're right. And I feel like it does come from like a scrappy, um, like a scrappiness, you know, and and there there was a period of time that we would like Sacramento would lose um, really talented creatives to other cities because Sacramento didn't really maybe it, at least it felt like, or that's what I, what I observed was that there wasn't enough resources or inspiration, or um, I don't know if it was community. I think there was a community. I just think there wasn't, there was something missing in Sacramento to keep artists here. And I think that it, I think that's changed. And that's really exciting to me. Yeah. What's exciting to me. I do think I've been in Sacramento, I guess for five years now, I don't have personal experience with the long history, but I feel that it has changed from what I've heard it was like in the past. And I think it's a lot of smaller initiatives and individuals 
supporting each other and bringing new things to the region instead of just like two big institutions or mm -hmm. art colleges. Right, right. Well, I have one other question for you guys and it's, it's about each other. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing about each other? Ooh. Oh, can I go jumping first? topics? Yeah. <laughs> uh -oh. Well, I've, I've, I've answered this before. Uh, we had a, oh dear. I know a, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, what was it? Our staff, a staff retreat, right. For yeah, huh? like at the, at the end of the year. And we had, even though we all know each other, we still had to do icebreakers. Um, uh -huh. where we had to go around in a circle and say what our favorite thing was about the person seated to our right. And I was sitting next to Justina and the, the thing that popped right into my head was that I, I described Ju Justina as uh, salty, um, <laughs> but that I loved it. You know, Justina, yeah. Justina has this very like wonderful dry humor. Um, you know, she's, she's from Rhode Island and sometimes I feel like my, my like squishy California sensibilities are just, <laughs> they're just too soft sometimes. And I'm, I'm always like dancing around people's feelings and right. I, I never really know how yeah. to address certain issues. Right. Justina, she'll lay it right out. And she's a hundred percent honest, not in a rude or like inconsiderate way, right. but her honesty and her ability to just, you know, not not dance around topics but just like lay yeah. it right out is is so refreshing and and also sometimes you know she makes some comments about things that need to be said and yeah. I, I I always find myself in a position where I'm just like oh I really should say something I don't know how to say it how do it. I say it yeah, yeah. It's like you overthink it yeah yeah Justina somehow knows how to say it and then I'm just like thank god Justina said it because right. sometimes <laughs> I don't I don't know how to, how to do that sometimes and I don't know if yeah. that's you know, if she, if she's, if it's like a nature or nurture, it's probably a little bit of both, you know, there's just like yeah. an inherent thing about Justina that she can just get to, right to the point in the best way possible. That's um, awesome. But yeah. And she's, she's not, she's not a uh, California soft. She's East coast salty. And <laughs> so funny that, I mean, it makes me feel really good that you say that because I always saw that as what's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. As not, I just didn't see it as a positive quality. I saw it as something that I needed to tame. Mm -mm. Right. So you yeah. helped me see that as a positive thing, which I really yeah. appreciate. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish I had more of that. And sometimes where like, I do kind of think I'm like, I really should say something. I don't know how, like, what would just, how would Justina address this issue? And she, and you like, there's so much um, anxiety that you, that you have when you, want to say something but you don't know how and you oh, just totally. you just get wrapped up in your own head and there's something very almost like relaxing and very liberating yeah. when you, you're just like I'm just going to rip the bandaid off and and do this thing and say this thing and have this interaction um and be better for it so thank you Justina so it's WWJS what would Justina say <laughs> Yeah, done. Absolutely. Done. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get bracelets made. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to top that, but I <laughs> Sorry. I really like Marcel. I I really like how I like your confidence in being in being yourself. You just seem to be really um secure in who you are, and I love your nerdiness and how much you know about the internet and yeah. that we can work in like a cool art institution, but be nerdy together. And I like that you roller skate back and forth in your kitchen. I do. 
that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a new quarantine thing that I've started. I just, I bought myself these old pair of skates uh, and I just skate back and back forth and in my forth. kitchen. So that's yeah. like what, like like 10 feet back and forth or? Yeah, like back and <laughs> forth. And, and my kitchen's maybe about like 10 by four. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I've only fallen twice and <laughs> it was totally my fault because I was trying to text and skate and wasn't a good idea. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. You should take a photo. Um, oh. and that should go on the verge, uh, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Marcial is always a joy. And there's just these little surprises that come to the surface working with her. And that roller skating one was funny because we had started the zoom and I don't know what you said, like, Oh, sorry. I, I have my roller skates on or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just um, skating around my house. <laughs> okay. Um, what could, what would you, what would you change or what are you trying to change or what do you hope to see change about the art world? The whole art world, the whole entire art uh, world. <laughs> the entire thing. Okay, fine. The art world in Sacramento. The that Sacramento people would just, art. I think people should just give me art for free. Yeah. <laughs> just buy you art. I don't yeah. know. I have to think of a real answer. Masiel, why don't you go first? Last year was such a, a dumpster fire yeah but out of those ashes I think we're starting to see some really cool things mm -hmm. um I think I don't know I I want to see the art world just continue on this trajectory of being really inclusive and still still asking those questions of whose art is considered fine art whose art deserves to be on walls deserves to be purchased because I think that those conversations are happening right now, you know, across the, the whole art scene, but especially in Sacramento. And the people that I see having those conversations are really cool people. Um, so I just want to see that scene continue developing because um, mm -hmm. I think it has, it has really great potential to, to be very, just this like wonderful rich tapestry um, that kind of feeds back onto itself and then elevates itself. And that'd yeah. be great for the whole art world, but let's, mm -hmm. let's start, let's start here. And I think, I think yeah. we have the capacity to really get there. Yeah. Inclusivity and accessibility, while they're great words and great things to practice, I do think that they're sort of buzzwords at our moment in time. So mm -hmm. I just hope that access to art for all, I hope that museums and art institutions and artists and everyone working in the arts continues to strive towards that goal a lot of people believe art is just not for them it's just not even in their view of what life is and mm -hmm. I think it there's so many benefits to experiencing art whether you're looking at it whether you're making it whether you're buying it I guess it's not something that I would necessarily change but something that I would encourage to happen more and be more of a focus for people in the arts Are you enjoying this podcast? What would you say if I told you you could join us live for an upcoming episode taping? I'd say I know because I helped plan the live episode taping. I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, excuse me. Please <laughs> go on. Verge is hosting a special virtual live episode of Converge with guest artists and current Ali Youssefi project artist in residence, Veronica Jackson and Maurice Moore. 
During this episode, we'll ask Veronica and Maurice about their artistic practices, their experience attending artist residencies, their thoughts about artist communities, and more. There will even be time for audience questions at the end of the episode. This live episode will take place Monday, February 22nd, 2021 at 6 p.m. To attend, register at tinyurl.com backslash converge live. That's tinyurl.com slash C-O-N-V-E-R-G-E-L-I-V-E. I'll try to make it. All right. So now that we're, so now that we've heard from uh, Justina and Maciel, um, let's hear about what uh, Converge has in store for this season. Yes. Um, thank you for interviewing us. That was great. And this season, we're going to focus on artists' communities. Yeah. Um, in all their shapes and forms, you know, what, what it looks like here in Sacramento, what we want them to look like, who is, who constitutes a community and what, what they should be doing. So hopefully we'll, we'll, we won't have all the answers, but hopefully we'll at least uh, shed some light on some really interesting t- conversations this season. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking I forward have, to it. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I had in my notes, what is an artist community? But then I was thinking about it a bit more. And I think a better question might even be just what is a community? Like, what do we think of when we hear the word community? So maybe we could just talk about that for a minute or two. What do you guys think about when you hear the word community besides the TV show? I know. It's, it's really hard to <laughs> That's the first get that out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's, such an umbrella term that can really encompass anything. You can be a, a regional community with like physical boundaries, like the city, the neighborhood, the streets you live on. Um, it could be a, a community based on your own personal identity, your hobbies, your interests. The actually communal element of community is just like a, a interchange of ideas. I don't know. Maybe that's what I want a community to be. Yeah. I mean, you went even further than what I was thinking. Like I was just thinking when I think of community, I just think the first thing that comes to mind is people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though communities are often thought of as a geographic place, the first thing I think of is people. I think of people in that place. I think of people out on the street talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of, you know, I think because I only lived in Pittsburgh for a summer, I interned at a museum there but I think of Mr. Rogers when I think of Pittsburgh and I think of the neighborhood and knowing your neighbors and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. I also think of communities in terms of having things in common, which I guess is what I think of when someone says art community, I think, Oh, it's just people that like art there in the art community. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that community while community has so many different um, like definitions of and ways of thinking about it. If you take the opposite of community, I was just listening to everything you guys were saying. Mm-hmm. The opposite of community is like alone or loneliness or something like without a shared thought or a shared idea or a shared language or a shared your people um, mm-hmm. that it just seems like that the other side of that is just kind of alone or mm-hmm. without a community. What does it mean to be without community? Yeah. And like, Justina, you mentioned earlier that it's, it's, you know, community seems to be this buzzword nowadays. And I think, because COVID forced so much isolation on us, it really made us think about that, that community that we were now suddenly mm-hmm. missing. And maybe we weren't necessarily aware of what communities we were in until we couldn't be in them anymore. Right. And or what communities we need. 
you know, I feel like that's what's been, this year has been like, has shined some lights on things that have fallen out just by circumstance. And then you're like, oh, I really actually need that to feel part of, you know, something or it's fulfilling something in me. That community is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, when I lived in other cities, I always felt like I was on the, the outside mm-hmm. of a community. But the first time I was trying to remember when I was thinking about us recording this episode, well, when was the first time I really felt like I was part of an art specific community? And I think it was when I went to school in Rhode Island. I went to um, a state college there, Rhode Island College. And I think the art building where most of my classes were and I worked in the art office for my work study job. I think that's where I first experienced an art community because I would look forward to going there because I knew there was going to be someone friendly Mm -hmm. in there that I could say hi to have a snack with exchange art ideas with that's where my friends were I knew I knew where to find my friends in the sculpture room or my friends in the painting studios Mm -hmm. and I'm still friends with some of my professors that I had there some of my fellow students and I made, I made really valuable relationships there and it was mm-hmm. a really inspiring place to be. So mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I felt like I was part of an art community and I definitely feel like I'm part of one now in Sacramento and especially at Verge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, have there been times that you either of you felt like you were part of an art community or that maybe there was an art community that you felt like you were excluded from, but that you, maybe wanted to be part of or maybe didn't want to be part of? I mean, I'm, I'm a very proud arts administrator. Um, I'm not an artist. Uh, and I think like maybe in my own head, that was a barrier that I felt uh, in fully claiming being a member of the arts community. I thought it had to be people who made art. And if you're mm-hmm. on the periphery, then that doesn't really apply to you. You're totally. not you're not an, enough of an artist. You're not artsy enough to really be in there. But yeah, I mean, actually, thankfully, being at Verge and, and I think being at Verge more than anything has really kind of demystified that for me that the art world is 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 the artists and, you know, the the artists are central to it, but it's also the people who, who buy their art, who nurture their art, who, who help, you know, spread the word about their art. If it's great mm-hmm. to have that, that creative, you know, fountain to, to make work, but there's, there's so much that goes on around it and being in the, and on those peripheries, I think is still very, very much valid. Um, but yeah, there was a time where I'm like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not cool enough. I'm just over here with my databases. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I want to say, you know, I, the first art community that I really felt like I was a part of was um, when I was uh, in, still in, in Los Angeles, I was working at um, a historical museum that also uh, featured contemporary art shows every once in a while, either for, usually for, uh, for the Day of the Dead, for uh, uh, Women's History Month, for Black History Month, for, for Earth Month. Um, and the coworkers that I had there uh, were also 
a lot of arts administrators who we were working with this really small team where we had to do we had to do everything we had to put up the calls for art we had to hang the art ourselves we had to publicize the mm -hmm. art we you know and we had we started calling each other uh gallerinas because uh <laughs> we were all like relatively young we didn't really know what we were doing but we were trying to figure it out together in this very kind of communally supportive atmosphere um and now that you know we don't work together anymore there's still people that i that i call on because as arts administrators, you know, I feel like there's, there's weird things you have to deal with, like database hurdles, grant writing, so much industry jargon that sometimes mm -hmm. you feel a little intimidated asking those questions. So it helps to have somebody there to be like, hey, I'm confused. I don't know how to address this, this issue and know that someone will be able to kind of guide you through those issues. Um, so I'm really thankful for, for our group chats, um, which I think is, you know, in the absence of being able to physically be with people, once I, you know, left Los Angeles and moved to Sacramento, um, I really miss that. But I'm, I'm, I feel like I've <clears throat> had like the 2.0 version of it here. And I'm, I'm happy to have built up a new community for myself here as well. How about you, Sarah? Um, yeah, I mean, I can relate to everything you guys said. I feel like I personally, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a um, visual artist myself, but I'm a big art, um, you know, enthusiast and I've always been, you know, part of the arts community. Um, but I do like, I mean, the, the relatable thing for me really is just like, sometimes you, you know, you say something or you feel like you put yourself in this box because, oh, I'm not an artist or, oh, I'm not, you know. And I think for so long, I was so, um, I had that like, you know, I, like I had to um, identify myself that way. And um, oh, I, I am a, you know, I do a lot of graphic design for my job. I love doing graphic design. If I could go back to school, that's what I would study. Um, I, I, ha I, I studied it as like a, a focus area, but I didn't get my degree in it. And that to me has always been this, it's silly, but like, that has always been this thing because I feel like I'm not a trained designer that I can't say I'm a designer. Um, and then like, okay, I'm 400 years old now and I've been doing, you know, I'm far along in my career and I, I am doing design for work. Um, and so I don't know what it, when it will feel like I can be part of that community where do I need, you know, like what is the equivalent of a degree to be able to say that, you know, um, even though I'm self-taught, um, you know, to a certain degree and still constantly learning, um, but I do it. I mean, it's, it's part of my everyday. I love it. I, you know, um, and so for me, I, I definitely feel that like um, imposter syndrome or like afraid to say it, you know, like I often won't say that um, mm -hmm. because I'm afraid what is a real graphic designer that's, you know, has their graduate degree going to think if this person is claiming to be that, I don't know if I get to say that, but I do it day in and day out. Mm -hmm. um, and I love it. So I think that, you know, that, and I think so much of that is self-imposed. Like, I don't think anybody gives a shit if I, you know, say I'm a designer, like, mm -hmm. you know, I do, I am designing. Um, so it's just, we, it's these weird things that you kind of put on yourself because things are labeled or, or they're so precious. It's like, oh, that title is so precious. And it's like, well, you know, a long time ago, I read this book called Creative Confidence, um, and I recommend it. It was, it was because I was, I, you know, I've always worked in agency background. I have an agency background. And so I've always worked with, with a, with very clear lines. This is the marketing team and this is the creative team. And like, you don't switch lanes and I've never felt comfortable. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't just write creative copy without also being part of the conversation about color. 
Um, like I can't, those two things go hand in hand to me and you can't just, you know, and, and I think that that sort of scarred me was I was always told by my teams, like you're not on the design team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had experiences where, um, you know, I, I was in such a, like a lovely nurturing environment in Los Angeles. And then, um, I went out into, into the job market in Sacramento where that was not always the case, you know, where, where people were very much like slapping your hand away. Knocked over the microphone. <laughs> I slapped my own hand away. Um, yeah, they were, they were telling you, you know, what your lane was. And mm-hmm. even though you may have had creative sensibilities, you weren't allowed to express yeah. them. Um, and so you started to kind of second guess yourself and say, well, maybe, maybe I just have to keep my head down and do this thing. Yeah. Um, even though what I really enjoy doing is, is very creative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I totally get that. And especially because I, I have, um, academically, my background is all over the place. Like I, mm-hmm. I was a, a history major as an undergrad. I have my master's degree in journalism, and now I work in development, <laughs> yeah. arts nonprofit. Um, right. So it was it was very much like I don't have the degrees that I think, or I don't have you know the accolades that I think someone needs to have to live the life that I right. I am pretending that I have. Um, so it's it's just it's so much of it is is imposed on yourself, like you said. It's just totally of your imagination, and then when you get to the right. point where you realize you know I can I can make my own rules, and no one's yeah. forcing me into a box but me. So. Totally. And it's good to like encourage each other too, to mm-hmm. like, to just own it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And I think as women, we, you know, even more so um, are so careful about, you know, uh, the way we labor our, label ourselves or the way that we, you know, I just recently was talking to um, a friend of mine is an olive oil sommelier. And she was saying that she doesn't ever say, she used to never say that because it was, she just thought it was, I don't know, like a self-claimed title. But then she heard so many other men in the industry that would, they would just, that was the way they would describe it. And she was, and so she slowly like adapted that. She's like, well, that is what it is, Mm -hmm. but I'm always afraid of it. And I think that's just such a female thing, not to gender stereotype it, but I feel like women are more, susceptible to downplaying these things definitely yeah we're not leaning into things doesn't come as uh, doesn't come naturally to us or maybe yeah. it, it not that it doesn't come naturally but that we've we haven't been you know allowed to really experiment with that before yeah we've been like trained to socially you know kind of trained to downplay that or yeah or take what you're given and be grateful <clears throat> for that don't, yeah don't right. expect anything more so yeah I mean to kind of bring it full circle. I, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about, you know, working, working at Verge is kind of, I think just by happenstance, it is a very female heavy <laughs> work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, thankfully Liv is uh, our, our director. She's very much like, if you have an idea and you want to do it, do it. Yeah, it's not, if, it's if, awesome. if it, if it succeeds or fails, it's on you, but you're, you're able yeah. to, to just try it. And I think and that to have that creative freedom and that autonomy is so awesome. Yeah. And you know, I don't, um, I think she told me, maybe she told me this when I, when I was first hired, but you know, essentially like she, she has confidence that the people she hires are capable to do their job. So if you have an idea and you 
say you can do it, she's not going to second guess you and be like, oh, well, you know, you need a lot of handholding or I don't know if you're going to be able to do this. You know, right. like she, she hired you for a reason. And if she yeah. has confidence in you, then I think that really helped in terms of me having um, more confidence to try new things. Well, I was just thinking back to how you're both saying that you had this feeling of imposter syndrome when it came to being involved in an arts community, like you need to be labeled as a designer or an artist and you feel like you're not those things for whatever reason. And I also had those feelings. So it's enlightening to me and it's got me thinking, is this one of the, the barriers that people experience in entering communities or that institutions who want to reach more underserved peoples, if that is something that is a challenge. It's, it's a challenge to get people to believe that they are worthy enough to be part of a community sometimes. Yeah. Or that it's something that's for them, which mm-hmm. is something I think that we're working towards with Verge. We're working on different ways that young people can see themselves represented in the art world so they can see that it is something that is for them. It's for everyone. So I think that's something that I'm going to end up thinking on some more. Yeah. And I, if we're making, making book recommendations, I have, this is what I know about art by uh, Kimberly Drew. It's really, it's a really small read. It's a, it's a youth uh, series, um, but it's wonderful. Um, I wish I had read it when I was younger because she's very much speaks to not necessarily like in imposter syndrome, but you know, who, who belongs in this world and who's setting those boundaries and how important it is for, for young, for the next generation to um, have those doors open for them and be made to feel like they, like they belong, like their experiences are valid. You don't have to have like, you know, super fine arts training, but yeah, just, I think it's, I would love to go back to little me and have, yeah. have her read this, but um, I think it's, it's a, it's a wonderful book. Um, so I would definitely recommend it even, even, you know, adult me benefited yeah. from it. So yeah, I yeah. gotta get both of those. I'm excited. Um, so I think that we should, this was supposed to be a mini episode, but I think it's just going to be a regular length episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry <laughs> listeners. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we have to be sorry. Um, yeah. We're giving them more material. So yeah, cool. Well, I've uh, had, as always, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, this is awesome. I really love talking to you both. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm of happy course. to do these all the time. Yay. Hey. We'll, def- we'll definitely ask you back. And Sarah, who is a designer, designed our <laughs> Converge artwork. So if you ever yeah. see our Converge advertisements on social media or in our newsletter, Sarah designed it and I love it. And came and up I've with gotten, the name. I've gotten lots of compliments on it. And she came up Good. with it. So she's yeah. a... Sarah, you are a well-rounded creative designer. Oh, thanks. You guys are the best. <laughs> and I just want to say before we wrap up that I'm just, I'm so excited to start this season. Me too. And get to learn yeah. all about art communities and meet new, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I awesome. mean, that's one of the best things about it. It's just meeting new people in quarantine. Yeah. I'm excited to see what guests you guys have this season. Thank you both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Bye. Well, Maciel, that concludes episode six. We'd like to thank everyone who helped make Converge possible, including the executive director of Verge, Liv Mo, the designer, Sarah Barkawi, for hosting today's episode and designing our podcast artwork, 
bensound.com for providing the theme music. And last, but certainly not least, you, listener. By listening to this podcast, you support our art community, and we are so grateful. If you like this podcast, tell your friends, rate us five stars, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Verge Art for updates about this podcast and everything else coming up at Verge. You can also sign up for our weekly email newsletter at vergeart.com. For information about the books mentioned in this episode, check out our show notes. If you have a question for Converge or would like to support Converge as a podcast sponsor, email us at converge at vergeart.com. We hope you'll tune in for the next episode featuring our friend and past Ali Yusefi Project artist in residence, Michael Pribich. Until then, thank you all for listening. Bye. See ya.